Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in November of 2020. And welcome to episode 24, Old Math. (laughs) I love that one. Mm -hmm. Who are we giving a shout out to this week? Our shout out goes to Emily on Twitter, who was listening to episode 21 and said... Which is our number sense one. Yes, our number number, sense or no sense. And said, grab a coffee. This is a good one. Thanks, Emily, for that shout out. And we agree. It was a good one. If we do say right, so if we do say so, we're so humble, <laughs> modest. <laughs> okay, my reflection for this week. At the time of last week's recording, I had shared that for my Wonder Wednesday episode, I had 154 participants, and we were trying to beat the record of yes. 141. Well, come Monday, I had dun dun dun. 156 participants, which did beat our record of 141 students. And I asked our news anchor this week to issue a challenge to the students to try to beat last week's episode number of participants. As of Friday, which was yesterday, it was really close to 156. I think it was about 151. So hopefully in the next couple days, I'll have more students participate. Oh, yay. And for me, my reflection was going back to episode 22, which was teachers need to learn too. Mm-hmm. And how we need to learn from our students. Absolutely. This week, we started decimal division. That's a big one. It is. <laughs> and I was so excited because one of my kids did something I hadn't seen before. I can't wait to hear this. I gave them a problem to solve on their own, see what they can do before I teach them anything. Just use what you know and Mm -hmm. try to figure it out yourself. Okay. The problem was... Something about pencils you spend or something. I don't I don't even remember what it was, but it was like three dollars and sixty cents divided by three. So there was some context to it. Yes, you just there don't was. remember right. the story. Yeah. Okay. And I mean that's those are easy numbers to deal with. They're especially very compatible. Right. When we start with division, you want to kind of give them a Absolutely. little leg up. One of my students said, Well, we can think of it as three hundred cents divided by three. <sighs> And 60 cents divided by three, which would mean that so 30 or 300 cents divided by three would be 100 cents. And then 60 cents divided by three would be 20 cents. So 100 cents and 20 cents are 120 cents, which is the same as a dollar and 20 cents. And I was so excited because I know that later on it's going to connect to when we use words, right? Mm-hmm. We, we write it as a tenth or as a hundredth mm-hmm. and, and then we just will make that connection. It also reminded me of TED Talk. Mm-hmm. I think we've actually linked it before and it's math isn't hard it's a language mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it, it, we really have to bring that language back into it and students will understand it right 
Now, I, I have to ask you something, though. Was this student in school with you yes. or virtual? No, in school. In school. And is this a student that speaks up a lot? Yes, does participate. He does. Okay. But a lot of gaps in his understanding, even though he's always done well in math. Oh, because he's a math regurgitator. Yes. <laughs> Not a math thinker. Right. Yes. Right. So I was so excited to have him actually think and make sense of it. Anyway, it was just a great like learning experience for me too because Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. I don't think I would have thought of it that way either. Yeah. What's really exciting to me is he made sense of the sense. (laughs) Nice. I see what what you did there. What about your good news? My good news is last week and the week before, I got to use my new BFF kit, which is the building fact fluency for K to 2. Well, really, it's addition and subtraction, but it's really aimed towards K to 2. Right. I got to use it with second grade and first grade students. Not only that, I also got to use my math recovery knowledge that I've been gaining over the past year. What gets me most excited about working with the littles is because I know my wheelhouse is grades two through five. I've spent a lot of years teaching second grade. I spent a lot of years teaching fifth grade. But then as a math coach, I've been working mostly with grades three through five because you try to stop the hemorrhaging because it's it's the the testing grade, right. But I've said for years, we have to stop the bleeding at grades K to two. Yes. So with my math recovery knowledge and my BFF kit that I'm learning about now, I feel like I'm becoming so much better as a littles teacher as a a primary teacher Mm -hmm. with the K1 and 2 kids. This week, I'm actually going to be working in the kindergarten classrooms. P.S. Please pray for me. (laughs) I I give all my blessings to kindergarten teachers. You definitely, listen, I taught middle school and I knew that you have to be a special kind of person to teach middle school, but kindergarten? That's a whole other level. God bless you people. It's... That's, that's, uh, you're on all All day long, like from start to finish. Did you see? Energy's got to be at 100%. The viral video that went on with the, with the kindergarten teacher and she's like, okay. Yes. You know. Yes. Unmute your mic or whatever. And you really, that's how you have to be. And I, I do change the way that I speak to, to kindergarten kids versus fifth grade students. Right. And I, I am on quote unquote on with the littles but it's a different type of on you know what I'm saying it really is I have lunch duty now with kindergarten and fourth grade classes when I'm with kindergarten yeah but you're on even in the cafeteria yeah my good news is that I'm starting to finally see a little bit of change coming around in the classroom my one student who I I think I mentioned her before she loved the textbook oh right because she's a math regurgitator yes and she knows how to play the textbook game Mm -hmm. and she's comfortable there she was mad at you she was mad I don't like this (laughs) every activity I gave her I don't like this because you were tell me making her think right Right. And she's like, I don't want to think. Uh-huh. She I just told want to me. do it. Right. Right. Well, Friday, <gasps> I had a reflective kind of assignment activity where they had to look for patterns okay. in the multiplying by powers of 10 and dividing by powers of 10. And she looked up and she said, hmm, I like this. And I said, oh, really? How oh. come? Oh. She's like, well, because I can see it. I can see the patterns and I can. And then she was like typing it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, the times have changed. 
See, it just takes time. It does. For our students to, to trust us. Yes. Right? We we know what we're doing most right. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> or you, we just fake it till we make it. <laughs> yes. All right. We chose the title Old Math for several reasons. Mm-hmm. Just this morning, I saw on Twitter a meme that Howie Wah posted. Now, Howie, if I said your name incorrectly, please reach out to me and let me know because Poor Peter Liljedal, I was butchering his name for years and I finally knew, knew how to pronounce it. Well, he put up this meme of... The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't think. And the grandpa is sitting on a tree stump and it says, Back in my day, math was just a whole bunch of procedures and we didn't know what we were doing. And wrote this at the top. Made a meme that expresses how much better I think math is taught now than when I was in K to 12. Yeah. So I'm so jealous. I've told, I've expressed that already. Yep. Area model, uh, partial <laughs> quotients. I am jealous. I wish I had been taught like this. I think we all were. I mean, those of us that really understand the math now. Yeah. Of why we're doing what we were taught. Right. <sighs> And because we always see these posts like, oh, the new math. Oh, right. Oh, you know. And the, the coffee, the guy making the coffee and right. figuring out the standard algorithm for multiplication yes. so much faster. Yes. Well, hey, I can do it even faster on my phone. Uh, right? So if you're going for speed, you're already too slow with the standard algorithm. Exactly. So put that away. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we wanted to talk about some old math ways that we need to get rid of. Immediately. Bye-bye. <laughs> we have been talking Say about goodbye. this really since Common Core came out, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Right. And why again? Why is it so slow to change in education? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it goes back to teachers. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things we need to get rid of immediately. Okay. Okay. I think we should start with the big one, and that's regrouping. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering which one your big one was. I have a few that are big ones. But that's but that's because I feel like that's in all grade levels, okay, every so single grade level. First of all, we've got to stop borrowing and carrying numbers. Yes. yes. That's not what's happening. No. We're regrouping and exchanging. Right. But it's not your- we're not going to knock next door <laughs> and get some more. And and I've heard go borrow a cup of sugar. Yes. What? That doesn't even make sense. No. I, what? Really? That makes zero sense. So yes, I agree that that's probably got to be at the top of the list. Right, right. It yeah. ha- it has to be because it is from K all the way up and beyond five too. We've got to use the right language. Okay, let's talk about animals. There are no alligators and no butterflies in math. That's the next one. Okay. Now I do understand that. Those symbols don't make sense on their own. The alligator ones, the greater than, less than. So I, I get that it's cutesy, right? Or turning it into Pac-Man, whatever. Right. Or si- however, the alligator eats the bigger number. However, it's P.S. Wait, it's not bigger. It's greater. Right. You're right. Okay. I understand that it's an it's a visual so that the kids can see. The problem is it doesn't encourage sense making. Correct. That's the problem. Instead of looking at it as an alligator or Pac-Man, you can look at it as an arrow 
pointing to the least number, the smaller number. The lower number or the higher number, the greater number. And that's another thing. There's No, no it's always pointing to the the lower number, the least number. Oh, oh, oh. Do you know, I don't even think I ever thought about that like that. So the vertex is always pointing to the lower number of the two. And there's no good language. I, I don't know who made up greater than, less than. Right. Because that, it's so hard to talk about this number. It's not that... Okay. You know what I'm saying though, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's hard. Yes, the language. We need new words. Right, because we don't say lower or higher. And and smaller and bigger doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. Because smaller, you can write it smaller and then you can write it bit large. Right. In font size, right. like in points, font. right? Yes. And then that's, that's confusing to kids too. Mm-hmm. What I do like about the greater than and less than symbols is if you put it on the ends of number lines, right. the kids can can plot the where the points are on the number line and say, look, this number is closer to that symbol. So you say this number is less than that number or this number, if it's over on the other side, on the right side, right. this number is greater than that number. Right. So that's another way to make sense to it, of it. And of course, there's Berkeley Everett's I was just going to say, where did we see the videos? Visual? Those are phenomenal. Where, because he also includes the equal sign and how <gasps> you have three dots on one side, three dots on the other, and it's balanced so they're the same. So then you have that equal, equal sign. So all of these things, those are mathematically correct correct and they're they're better for kids to visualize Mm -hmm. instead of pac-man promoting mathematical thinkers right yes okay butterflies there's no butterflies Uh, in math and it starts in third and fourth grade i've seen it as young as that Mm -hmm. (sighs) this one is just The problem is... Well, there's many problems. (laughs) There are, but the biggest problem with this is that then they start cross-multiplying everything. That's the biggest problem. They don't understand what the... They're they're doing. doing. (laughs) I was going to say bleep, so (laughs) you filled in the blank. Thanks. Yeah, they just don't understand. They're just just procedures. I'm just going to do this. Then in fifth grade, when we get to multiplying fractions, they start trying to cross multiply. And it's like, what? No, that has nothing to do with anything. Right. Yeah. So take the alligators and butterflies away. I wonder if there's more animals that we're not thinking of. Oh, yeah. Something about the turtle. Was that... That was either multiplication or division. There's yeah. something to do with a turtle. And an egg, isn't there? With I the don't know. <laughs> Listen. Standard <laughs> algorithm. You're right. The, just, yeah. Out. Out, out, out. There, there's no more animals in no math. More. No more. Okay. And then there's also in one of Pam's episodes from her podcast. Math is figure outable. Mm-hmm. She talks about butt cheeks, which I had <laughs> never heard of. About. I was driving on I-95 listening to that and I was I almost ran off the road. I was like, what? Yeah. So no. it's the scooping, you know, the oh, scooping. I know what you're talking when about. When you multiply by oh. a power of 10 or divide by just make butt cheeks. Yeah, I'd never heard Me that. Me neither. Me neither. But that's gotta go. Okay, and also hangman and box. Ugh. Okay, hangman drives me crazy because then they don't know the actual word. It's called partial quotients. Yes. Why is it partial quotients? Because it's part 
of the, the quotient. quotient. It's not the entire quotient. You're you're creating parts. You're Taking chunking parts out. Exactly. so that it's an easier problem for you to solve. And you could even do it mentally because if you can think about not just powers of 10, but multiples of 10. Yeah. Or doubling and halving or something like that, right? Right, right. We, we just have to use the proper language and, and area model. Right, there's no, it's not called the box method. Okay, if you're truly doing, and I, I said this, I confessed on yes. one of the previous episodes that I had called it the box method, but it was only after the kids and I drew out, really understood the, the true area model. Yeah. You know, where you made the hundreds much greater area yes. than a ones yes. or a tens. Yeah. Right. So no more boxes or hangman. Now all I can think about is, you know, like somebody hanging somebody and then pushing the box off from underneath them. <laughs> ay ay Thanks for that. Oh. Okay. Rounding. Rounding. The five or more. Yeah. There's some cutesy little saying of... One Add one four. more, one to four, close, close the door, door. Right. something Aye. like that. Oh my gosh. Can we please teach rounding for understanding? Yeah. And teach the kids that the halfway point is the special case and mathematicians way before we were born decided that it was going to boost up to the next section yeah. of whatever the section it is right because if you're if you're dealing in the thousands yes but you're rounding to the nearest tens yes you're only talking about the ones and tens section yes and rounding is i mean that's an example of you need numbers strong number oh, sense strong or you can't really understand no. what rounding is and then the kids are gonna have to do different types of problems and you you can't teach every single kind of problem we right. said that on the last episode yeah and it's just it really just is a cop-out like it's you're just teaching them this little rhyme mm -hmm. and they're not understanding why it's closer because when i show them when we talk about rounding using mm -hmm. decimals and I always, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I always tell them this made up story that I've created over the years. And I just say, mathematicians sat down and they came, they were at a big table. <laughs> they had a huge conversation. Half of them said one thing, half of them said the other about how five, that where is it closest to? Is it closest mm -hmm. to this, you the know, zero greater or the, or, or right. the lower one, the lower end? And half of them said it was the higher ones. Half of them said, let's round up. Half of them said, let's round down. And they just finally just said, we just need to agree. We're going to say this. And some people were upset and some people, you know, and they like love this story. And then they ask me questions like, well, what what happened to the people who didn't agree? Like, what did they do? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's all made up. <laughs> But at least it like it, it shows them, them mm -hmm. that it's not it's not about this is not something that makes sense. It's just this is one of those things that it Honestly, just is. Honestly, it was arbitrary right. and somebody decided this is how we're going to do it. Right, because the halfway point is equidistant to the lower and the higher point, whatever it is, yep. whatever number you're rounding yep. to. And they don't know that. Right. No, they don't. They, they don't. Mm -hmm. I say, where is it closest to? And they're like... Oh, the higher one. 
Really? But again, that goes back to number paths. Yes. Because if we're only showing it on a number line and we know that number lines are more abstract than a number path, maybe we bring out the number path oh, yeah. and have kids stand. Yes. One kid stand on, okay, this is not in COVID times, but right. one kid stand on the zero and one kid stand on the 10 and both of them jump back. Right. Won't they both land on the five? At the, right. One, nine. Right. Two, eight. Yeah. Help me out. Three, seven. Yeah. No, you're doing great. Four, six, <laughs> five, five. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They would land at the same time. Yeah. We don't want to dumb it down for kids. We want to enrich them mm-hmm. instead of dumbing it down. The other thing I want to talk about is writing equations correctly. This week and last week when I was working with the students with the BFF kit, one context had to do with seashells, another context had to do with crayons. At least once in each grade, one of the kids would write something like this. Tell me to write this. Three plus three equals six plus five equals 11. Uh. And I was like, stop. I said, this is one of my favorite, most favorite mistakes that kids make. And so I explained, if I take out the middle, does three plus three equal 11? Well, what is three plus three equal six? You know, you got to step by step with the middle. Right, right. And they were like, no. So I said, so I think you meant to write, and I would write three plus three equals six on one line. And then underneath it, I would write six plus five equals 11 on the next line. That was with, that one in particular was with second graders because I remember the first graders I was working with under 10, but something like that happened yeah. with the littles. Yeah, so we have to teach the kids and we have to be aware. Don't just write a string of equations right. or expressions it's, across and put them with equal signs. Especially during number talks. Yes. We really have to, when we're facilitating number talks, we cannot just string them all along. We have to flip-flop from horizontally writing to vertically writing and then keep going horse so like you're writing in a almost like a step Step staircase right Mm -hmm. one way that I try to enrich kids and and really have them look at patterns is by talking about the symbols for different things for for the different operations right we have addition that when you turn it addition looks like right if you rotate it it is the multiplication sign stop without arms wait that one i've never thought of like that really yeah this is what we do with our arms we make the addition sign and then we say what is multiplication multiplication is repeated addition okay we start off with the cross it's one one thing is repeated addition because the other one is group right right okay but right. That's a good one, beginning. One way, because this is the one that they learned first. Words, right, right. First, originally. Okay. That's one. Then the other division, you have the minus so, yes, sign inside of it. And then not you just the that. Dots. Yes, the dots are fractions. The vinculum. The vinculum, the fraction bar. Yes. Wait, it gets better. Okay. And then you slant the division sign, and what do you get? Percentage. Oh my God. <laughs> Percentage you just is my mind. division yes. out of 100, right? Yes. You take yes. the number divided by 100, you get a percent. See, you do learn something new every day. Thank right? you. <laughs> and then you Wait, have... There's more? There's one more. Stop. The long division symbol, right. which is... There's actually not a name for it. Right. Some I saw that it was called like the division bracket, but most people just say the long division symbol. Or some a lot of people say the house. Right. Oh, yeah. Because you goes into the house, yeah. right? That goes has into. to go away too. Yeah. That one is really area. Now that I saw at a conference a few years ago where 
I did yes, I show that one? You showed to it you? to me. Yeah, that was Sue O'Connell. I'm I'm almost positive and I'll look it up. But she was presenting and she closed that division symbol. Yes. And I saw I remember this. The four was on the outside. Yes. On the left side. The three was at the top and the twelve was in the middle. And I was like, Oh my god, oh, right. Mind blown. Yes. So that is what you need to show. And connect. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. I know that we could keep going on and on, but I'm looking at the time. And so we can always revisit this another time. Yeah. Our challenge for you this week, listeners, is... Say goodbye to the old math. Yay! To our old ways, right? <laughs> challenge yourself to present something in a new way or say it in a new way. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.